Welcome back to the OIS Podcast. This week, Dr. Emmett Cunningham speaks with Dr. Daphne Heim Langford of Tarsius Pharma to learn more about her diverse background as she walks us through clinical trials for the third leading cause of blindness, uveitis. Let's listen in. Good morning. Good afternoon or good evening, wherever you are and whenever you're listening to this. Uh, my name is Emmett Cunningham. I was one of the co-founders of OAS along with Craig Samak. And I'm here with Daphne Chaim Langford, who is currently the CEO of Tarsius, but has a much longer history than that. And she's going to share that with us. Daphne, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Emmett, and thank you very much, Craig, for giving me this opportunity to present you with uh, Tarsius. Good, good. So before we get to Tarsius, it, we always like to hear, and it helps us to hear your own background. Tell us, tell us, obviously you're Israeli. Where did you grow up and how did you get into science and innovation? Once I started my academic uh, uh, studies, I was fortunate to be guided by uh, Professor Palti, who is a serial entrepreneur and actually the inventor of the Novocure uh, device for the treatment of uh, brain cancer. And in his lab, everything we did was uh, innovation and lots of entrepreneurial spirit. And during my master's degree, that turns to be my PhD later on in biophysics, I already started to work in a company called Carmel Biosensors in the development of biosensor for diabetes and anesthesia. It was extremely excited. I was very young. The route to the industry and to to become an executive in the Israeli life sciences industry was uh, very short thereafter. So you, you, you moved from an executive into the investment world at some point, correct? Yes, yes. After um, I was a VP for business development at an insulin pump company that was acquired for $200 million. And then I moved to a venture firm, Zinia Venture Capital, to be a venture capitalist to the other side of the table in which I managed the entire life sciences practice. Uh, we had a small incubator, so I managed the very early stage investments in conceptual pharmaceuticals and medical devices, but then also uh, served on boards of various medical and pharmaceutical companies in different stages, M&As, sales and marketing, and others. So it's, it's not that common, I would say maybe a third of my colleagues who enter the, the investment world ultimately go back to the operating world and either start or join companies. What, what made you jump back from, from venture to start Tarsus? So during my um, search for new innovations and new technologies, I found this uh, very interesting and inspiring technology that was developed for the treatment of lupus nephritis in the academy. Uh, it's a very interesting molecule inspired by nature, and I'm passionate about innovation inspired by nature. And um, once I saw the technology, I realized it can be very much relevant for ophthalmology uh, and uveitis specifically. And since I has my personal interest for developing a better treatment for uveitis and ocular inflammation, I decided that this is probably 
my mission uh, to accept and lead this technology into research and development towards marketing. So, so I understand that, Daphne, but it's, uh, I, and I personally know the story. I think others would like to hear it. Tell us what really brought you to ophthalmology other than the potential of the drug from a scientific perspective. Well, I was diagnosed with uveitis uh, bilaterally when I was eight and struggled to maintain my sight uh, since then, actually. Um, and uh, as a venture capitalist, I always looked for ophthalmic uh, technologies in order to help my kind, if I may. Once I found this molecule and realized that it can be relevant for uveitis, I realized that this is my mission uh, and I need to try and do my best to bring this to patients. So from a patient's perspective, if I may, what, what are the problems with the current therapies? What, what is the unmet need here? Steroids are very efficacious. However, we are trying to avoid them as much as possible, specifically for the long term. Now, with a decades-long disease, they will cause intraocular pressure elevation and very fast cataract formation. Now, a UVID eye is extremely complicated eye, and surgeries are not very successful in those eyes. And on top of that, we are young people. It's a young age of onset between the age of 20 and 50, and 16% will be kids. And we need to maintain sight for such a long time, and steroids are not good enough. So part of the treatment cascade is to start and give uh, immunosuppressants just to taper down the steroids because of their associated side effects. And then you are taking a healthy person with an eye inflammation and uh, they need to go on immunosuppressants and uh, it's a working age population. It's just about time after 70 years that we are treating with um, with steroids topically uh, to move to the post-steroid era and bring a compound which is as efficacious as steroids without the side effects and complications when it's given uh, topically and to reduce all the immunosuppressants which are um, affecting dramatically the quality of life of, of this uh, specific patient population. So you've been in companies where you had this personal motivation, Tarsius, and in several others where you didn't. Great science, motivated, I'm sure, but what's the difference between being in a company where you have the personal motivation and where you didn't? I believe I cannot afford making mistakes. So you're, you feel as though you're even more more highly motivated in this instance. Absolutely. So that's great. Uh, thank you, uh, Daphne. So you mentioned that you have a personal interest in, in ophthalmology and, and uveitis. Tell me, so Tarsius was founded in what year? Tarsius was founded in 2016. So four years into it now. What 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 have been the major milestones that you've achieved over those four years? And um, what, what have you, I guess also, what have you learned about building a company like this. So let's start with the milestones. What is the, where's the company gotten during that time that you're particularly happy or happy with or proud of? So first of all, I think that any milestone in a startup company is major. It's a small steps and then bigger steps, but they are all very critical for the success of a small startup company. And currently now we are 
publishing our results from the Godot trial, which is a multi-center randomized double mask study for the treatment of active non-infectious anterior uveitis, those ranging study as well that was conducted during pandemic here in, in the United States. And we have very positive and encouraging efficacy data. This is something that we are working on from the beginning and now planning to take this to the next step of clinical development. That's great. So just to kind of summarize, you were able to take a, a compound that was preclinical, take it through all the IND enabling studies. And now actually, my understanding is you've done two clinical trials. Is that correct? Yes. So Gadot uh, is in so-called uveitis patients who have inflammation. And what's the other study? The other study is the TASUS 2020 in patients with uh, post-cataract inflammation. And, and what did you see there? Has that been completed? Yes, both studies were completed. The uh, safety profile looks very clean in both of them. In both of them, we see prompt resolution of pain, which is uh, very interesting and very important, mainly in the post-cataract study. And in both of them, we see uh, some kind of a dose response uh, in terms of the uh, endpoint uh, of uh, clearance of interior chamber cells. Yeah. So we, we kind of jumped directly to the clinical results. I'd, I'd hoped we would spend a little bit of time before we got there talking about the molecule, how it works and why you're excited about it. Let's step back to that. What is the name of this, this compound that you're moving forward and why are you so excited about it for UVA treatment? So uh, the compound is a tofsin phosphorylcholine, and uh, as I uh, mentioned briefly, it was inspired by nature. It was invented by two professors from the Sheba Medical Center in Israel with a vision to develop this for lupus. And, uh, and the serendipity behind the molecule, uh, taking us to the hygiene hypothesis that uh, claimed that where you have uh, parasites and intestinal worms, high prevalence of those, you have a lower prevalence of autoimmune diseases. Now, from the parasite point of view, um, this is the evolutionary survival strategy where you have um, parasites are secreting some kind of immunosuppressants in order to suppress us or our immune system so they can flourish in our gut. So Professor Blank and Schoenfeld took this um, immunosuppressant that is secreting by intestinal worm, that is being secreted by intestinal worm, and connected it to another active moiety or compound, a small peptide that's responsible for immune modulation and formed a new chemical entity. Now, the phosphorylcholine from the intestinal worms is uh, suppressing the NF-kappa-B cascade through toll-like receptor 4, while the peptide is modulating macrophages from inflammatory macrophages to anti-inflammatory macrophages. Both of them together has a synergistic effect. So looking at the publications, I, I thought that this is extremely interesting and uh, we should take it and formulate it formulated uh, as topical uh, administration for the eye. And we have two programs. One is the TRSO1, which is the eye drops that we just concluded the clinical studies. And the other one, which we are working on in a, 
earliest stages now is the TRSO2, which is the intravitreal administration of this uh, compound into the back of the eye for back of the eye inflammation. Uh, you mentioned it's two anti-inflammatory pieces put together into a single molecule. This peptide, it, was it also a natural product like the parasite-derived lipid? So first of all, we are synthesizing anything. We are not uh, extracting the, the, the yep. phosphorylcholine from worms. Yes, the peptide is actually secreted by our spleen and has a key immunomodulator uh, uh, part in, in our immune system. Got it, understood. And so, but you are, you're essentially the, the core molecule, if you will, is based on what were natural products, even though they're synthetic and not natural now. Yes. So you're, you're leveraging that anti-inflammatory activity of the two separately, which you've pulled together. And, and in the models that you had before you went into humans, was there, was there efficacy, potent efficacy, anti-inflammatory efficacy for this company? Yes, the, the inventors, inventors uh, showed efficacy in lupus nephritis, rheumatoid arthritis, colitis, and some ex, ex, ex vivo studies in human uh, uh, giant cell arthritis. And once uh, I formed Tarsus Pharma, we tested it in experimental autoimmune uveitis before moving the program towards uh, the topical uh, eye drops uh, formulation. And are others studying the molecule for non-ocular indications? Not currently. Okay, understood. Got it. So, so you have this, you have your data. How many patients were in your clinical trials? So this is a very uh, interesting uh, story. We wanted to randomize 10 subjects to the UVID study. The study started in February. Uh, 2020, just at the beginning of the pandemic. And at the end of the day, despite the pandemic and the lockdowns and the quarantine and everything, we were able to randomize 16 subjects to this study uh, in two centers in the United States. Um, and this, I believe, is another um, key element uh, for the urgency nature of uveitis flare-up. We really need to treat the flare-up very fast and patients came to the clinic every week for their follow-up uh, which which was four year four weeks of treatment and six weeks uh, of follow-up so we, we have corticosteroids which work pretty well for post-op inflammation and for uveitis what what's the unmet need here that you're addressing with this drug corticosteroids as you know are extremely efficacious However, there are side effects and complications uh, for uh, long diseases like uveitis can be very severe. And uh, this is, by the way, one of the reasons that uveitis is considered to be the third leading cause for blindness in the developed countries. Um, when it comes to patients with uveitis that are on constant treatment with their steroids, 30% um, will develop uveitis glaucoma, which is... A, a very severe uh, situation um, and then you really want to avoid steroids as much as possible and for this uh, particular eyes uh, we are targeting our compound uh, as, as the main treatment for patients with uveit glaucoma. I see so this would be in an ideal world it would be potency like a steroid but without those side effects without yeah. or cataract yeah. 
And so no evidence to date that you are causing elevated pressure? Currently, we don't elevating intraocular pressure and actually we even see some reduction or trend of reduction of intraocular pressure. So we feel very positively about this, uh, the potential of our compound to beat the holy grail uh, in this area of efficacious like steroids without the associated side effects. And you, do, do you know, it, it seems like the proof is in the pudding because the inflammation went down, but do you know that it, it gets into the into the eye, into the anterior chamber after dosing? Again, we say the inflammation goes down in a dose response manner and statistically significant reduction compared to baseline. Uh, we didn't uh, took samples from uveitis patients, but we, in our PK studies, we definitely see that the drug uh, crossed the cornea. So in the animals, it did? Yeah. That's good. Well, that's important. All right. So so very promising phase one, two data in two, stu two separate studies. It sounds like a time to fundraise. What are you thinking? We are currently raising our next round of financing. So we will be able to support the phase three trials and also the IVT program, which, as you know, is much more expensive. Um, and uh, we are looking for someone uh, and an in investor that will join our effort collaboratively. I am privileged to work with a great board of directors, professionals. Uh, we are also backed by Sun Pharmaceuticals as a strategic investor. And tell us a little bit here, Daphne. So. You said Sun is a partner and a strategic investor. Who, who's on the board of your company? Susan Banton, um, yes, Susan everyone Warren. knows, yeah. uh, and uh, Sasha Bucher from Royvant, and uh, Atu Road from Sun, and myself. Great, great. And so, you, have you have you said how much you're looking to raise and what you would use the proceeds for? You so we are raising. We are raising thirty million dollars for the pivotal studies and the TRSO2 program. And this TRSO2, which is the, I assume it's a sustained release intraocular form, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, I see. Where would the where would the raise take you in that? Would it get you into the clinic or ready for the clinic? Ready for the clinic. Understood. Very, very, very good. Um, all right, well, that's fantastic, uh, Daphne. Anything else we, we have to look forward to from Tarsius over this next year? Phase three studies, and we will be super happy about that. Good, good. Well, best best of luck on the road raising money for this effort. I think it's a, a great compound, and being a UBI specialist, clearly unmet need there. So thank you for your efforts. Thanks for listening to this week's episode with Dr. Daphne Heim Langford and Dr. Emmett Cunningham. Don't miss an episode of the OIS podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen and be sure to leave us a review. Also, be sure to register for our OIS Year in Review on December 9th. Join us at OIS.net for more information. Until next time, keep innovating.